Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezaz Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 397. The last two Shir, and we were talking about men and their three Ps, their three drives of prestige and power and pleasure, and how to channel it properly, how wives could help them channel it and have a deep understanding of what it is that could truly um, make Shalom Bayis so much better when we recognize those tendencies and understand where they are, treated with compassion and understanding and channel it and use it the right way. And this deep understanding that wives could have of their husbands knowing this nature uh, can actually be so healing and transformative for their husbands. And here we're going to talk about the other way where, where husbands recognize certain needs of women, he calls this chapter Aaron Lane. That is, in the book GPS for a Happy Marriage, women and the three A's. It starts with A. Those three needs, and when husbands, first of all, when wives understand that women for themselves and know how to channel this direct in in a healthy way, and husbands recognizing this in their wives, and having compassion on their wives pertaining to this, them understanding each other creates a healing in Shalom Bayis and enhancing it in a great way. So women also have those three Ps that we talked about by men. That is true. There's, they have also have certain degree of a need for prestige, for power, and for pleasure. But it's different somewhat by m- women generally speaking, where their sense of self-worth and how they get it is somewhat different than how a man gets their sense of worth. Some things would be when you ask a woman of what makes them feel good about themselves. They may say it's a good marriage, nice family, maybe weigh a couple of less pounds, an outfit that makes me feel good, new shoes, friends, and so on. So, it's connected to three things, which he calls the three A's, achievement, appearance, and affection. So first we're going to talk about achievement. Achievement is different than prestige in a certain way. And it's recorded that American women, this is something that the feminists try to deny, that even the women that do work outside their home and they enjoy it and they channel their energies on careers and outlets that are healthy, they nevertheless report a major source of fulfillment is their own family and their own motherhood. But the idea is is that every woman needs to feel that they're achieving something in this world. It could be in her home, it could be in a career. She needs to feel that she's not wasting her time, she's not wasting her life. Because feeling that they don't didn't achieve is tantamount to not existing. Now again, in, in American culture, you have women that also are pulled towards prestige and power. But generally speaking, women are less power hungry than men. They do want to feel successful in their careers as well. But it's not about an ego thing. And you see many, many women that have college degrees and still choose to stay home and take care of their children instead of pursuing a career, even in the secular world, believe it or not. Because, you know, they, they, there is that deep drive 
for that family life within a woman. And many women these days may seem to view achievement as pursuing a career in the business world, but many, many women, and like I said, believe it or not, even in the secular world, even American women take pride in raising their families. That is, that is a very true thing that's sometimes whitewashed and covered up by the secular liberal media. But many even non-Jewish American women take pride in raising their families and raising children and raising their families. So therefore, the pride of motherhood, raising children, um, is the, one of the most profound achievements in the world, even if you're technically not in the public eye. The value of it is eternal. And it, to, 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 to take pride in this achievement is very crucial. It's crucial sigh for women that are home mothers that only do this and stay home. And sigh for women that do have careers, other, other outlets. And again, women should have hobbies or healthy outlets as well. But nevertheless, the primary achievement that most women feel is from being a mother, being at home and taking care of their children. It's a famous joke, you know, a woman went out to fill a, a form for a profession. She wrote mother. And when she handed the form over to the, cl- uh, to, uh, to the form, the clerk saw that the woman had written, that, that the lady wrote, it's a mother, and he made a face. Next time she had to fill it out, she wrote a judge, doctor, psychologist, administrator. Clerk looked at it, Wow. In reality, that's a mother. A mother is a judge, a doctor, a psychologist, an administrator. She does all of these things. You know, what do you mean, judge? When her children are accuse each other and fight, she has to play the role of judge to decide who was the guilty party. When her child is sick, she becomes their doctor. And she can, and he often serves as their psychologist and administrator to help them with the various needs that they have. So a woman's need to feel that she's achieving and make a difference is not the same ego-type thing that a man needs to achieve. A man needs to achieve for his prestige. A woman needs to achieve in order to feel fulfilled, to feel internally fulfilled. Feel fulfilled. And that's a very important aside. Another thing that is important for women, besides achievement, is appearance. It's not a superficial thing. It's an intrinsic, inherent trait. When a young girl looks in the mirror, combs her hair, it's not a nonsense type of thing. It's something that Hashem, with His wisdom, put into females at a very young age to be more concerned about their appearance than males. You could call it vanity all you want. Yes, misuse it could turn into vanity. But the inherent desire to want to look good and to worry and to be concerned about their appearance is a healthy drive in females. It's associated or it's often associated with women. Men also like to good look good. They also appreciate beautiful objects. But generally speaking, beauty is more important to women. And he says in a humorous way to prove this, how big is the man's closet? and the space that he needs versus a woman's closet and what she needs. Compare the pair of shoes, the amount of pair of shoes that, that a woman has in her closet versus a man. 
So men are not quite as interested in their appearance as women do. It's reflected in the way they dress. It's reflected in the way they live. You could see this from the cosmetic in- in- industry. There's much, much more products in the cosmetic interest, in, in, industry, creams and makeup, shampoos, perfumes that are made for women more than men. According to the data provided by beauty clinics, 78% of their clients are women. They're much more willing to change their looks via surgery than men. 90% of cosmetic surgeries are performed on women as opposed to 10% on men on a recent study. Young women also typically desire to lose weight, while young men, in order to look masculine, may want to gain weight, actually. You know, muscle weight, not flabby weight, but they would want to gain weight that way. And um, those who want to lose extra pounds by men will try to achieve that through exercise rather than dieting. Women, by contrast, will starve themselves and try all sorts of unhealthy methods to lose weight, and that's why also, out of all the people who suffer from anorexia and bulimia, only 10% are men. These are studies brought up to, I think, 2012. Furthermore, the majority of men who undergo weight loss surgeries are generally more concerned about their health than about their looks. Now, this is all generalizations, he acknowledges, but the, the basic st- truth of any stereotype is based on a, on a universal truth. Generally speaking, women are indeed more concerned about their appearance than men. And over time, what could happen is, is this female concern for their appearance intensifies as a girl matures till one of the highest priorities often in a female's life is her appearance. And again, our goal in Yiddishkeit, entire life, is not to crush that instinct, chas v'shalom. It's there for a purpose and a healthy purpose. You know, the whole famous story in Mitzrayim of the Kiar being accepted because they beautified themselves, the wives did, in order to have children and encourage their, their husbands, and they were rewarded for it, and Hashem accepted it. But it has to come with a natural instinct and desire for the women to want to inherently and instinctively look into mirrors and beautify themselves. That is being channeled in a healthy way. We talked about it a lot when we had the Shurim on Sneas. You don't quash the desire to want to look beautiful. You channel the desire to want to look beautiful. You see generally shopping also. Most women do that shopping for the need to look good. They dress for their self-esteem. And they appreciate when people acknowledge how well they dress. The big important thing to recognize from this, and we said this many times, and it shocks many people. It shocks many men. It's a misconception about many women, especially about many Jewish women, but even secular women, that very, very often, yes, there are women that may have their heads in the sewer, the Hollywood types and others, that everything they do is in in order to attract other men sexually. Okay, there are many people like that these days. Agreed. But the bottom line is, is many, many, many dress beautifully women not to attract men. Even in the secular world, believe it or not, Maybe in New York, when you're working for a corporation, their, 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 their heads are in the sewer. Maybe in Hollywood. 
but in many parts of the country, even secular women, certainly not us B'nai Taira, when, when they dress at weddings or in shul events, and seven, it's, it's dressing nicely not to attract men or not to attract themselves sexually, but rather simply to get the approval to look good for other women. By, incidentally, by the way, he brings down here that retail shopping, uh, more than half Americans use it to lighten their mood, to alleviate their, 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 their tenseness. It says 64% of women admit to shopping, shopping to lighten their mood and spend money on, number one, clothing, and then food, and then shoes. Men shop more for food and electronics and music or movies. So, again, it's, it varies differently. But the idea going back to the women want to, as a parents, it's, again, an inherent healthy drive that, of course needs to be channeled in a healthy way. This is one of the reasons, the panemius of what the Torah tells us, that a man should not wear the clothes of a woman and a woman should not wear the clothes of a man. Part of this is, by the way, the Gemara explains, look in Nazir Dafnun Tesam and Aleph, and Shulchan Aruch Yeridea, Yeridea Kufpei Beis, Sif Hey, that part of this Isser of that a man should not wear women's clothing is also that a man should not be overly concerned about his physical appearance. And the prohibition of women not to wear men's clothing also includes the concept of armor, weapons. In other words, the Torah is saying that women, their clothing is connected to appearance. Men, their clothing is connected to power, strength, and so on and so forth. When while women are men are also interested in their clothing, their perspective is very different. Through their clothing, um, women tend to communicate, "Please look at me." Men's clothing is to gain respect, prestige, a certain image, a richness, so on and so forth. So we talked today about two of the three drives that women have, that women need to know themselves and channel in a healthy way, that the husbands need to understand and be compassionate and help their wives with it and appreciate it. And part of it is a great sense of achievement. They need to feel valued. They need to feel that what they do at home and what they do outside at work, if it's work or a hobby, everything has meaning, deep meaning. And that's such an important thing. To take pride when you're a mother, to take pride as a wife, to take pride in all the achievements that they do. And husbands need to encourage their wives in their their aspirations and in their desire to achieve things in life and to be there for their wives and to encourage them and to recognize and respect the healthy need for a healthy appearance. That's why it's important for men to appreciate when their wives look nice, dress nice, compliment them, understand that it's an important need for them. When you really have that deep understanding, then you won't get frustrated when they're in front of the mirror and you're a little late to a wedding because it takes a longer time for them to get ready than you. 
you know, because uh, you know, they look, you know, to make their appearance look good. It's something that we need to understand and be compassionate towards our wives about that need. And it's a healthy need and it's a good need. Again, it could be taken to an extreme and in unhealthy ways. If you're always looking at the mirror, there's a problem. If you're always obsessed with the, your clothing, it's a problem. Certainly, if you want to attract yourself sexually uh, and, and you know to get other men's attention, of course, it's a problem. But the inherent need and want to look good, to feel good in looking in mirrors and looking good in appearance is a healthy desire and should be channeled the right way. That's where you encourage your wives when they wear big day Shabbos, beautiful robes, whatever it is that they want to do for themselves. Compliment them, encourage them. It's a very healthy drive. Bracha Natslacha.